and welcome back. Episode 15 of the Hawk Talk podcast. My name is John Hawkins and I'll be your host. And got a couple of bits of housekeeping I want to tell you about real quick before we get started today. The first one is a good friend of mine, Mark Benzikeen, is doing a campaign up on Tilt.com. Go to Tilt.com and do a search for Tilt the Attic. Uh, they are an amazing set of folks who are looking to add on to their current house so that they can bring in and care for some foster children. It's an amazing set of folks that are, are doing some great stuff and uh, anything I can do to help out and anything you can do to help out would be greatly appreciated. So that's out of the way. Got that taken care of. Boom. All right. So my guest this week is Gabe Shepard. Gabe is a guy who first off, I think we initially bonded at, uh, the gel at the Las Vegas jelly because, uh, one of us was wearing a King shirt. I'm going to go with probably me, but, uh, we were both huge Kings fans. Um, then we found out that we both actually share the same birthday, which is pretty darn cool. So, uh, director of business development over at launch key, my buddy, Gabe Shep. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you, John? I'm doing great. That was a rather, uh, that was a rather, uh, Great intro of me. I mean, I forgot about uh, when we first met and we hit it off that night uh, at the Vegas Jelly. It was like, uh, you know, finding a sports fan amongst no sports fans. It was a great night. I remember that. Finding finding an ice hockey fan in the middle of the desert. (laughs) In the middle of the desert. Hey, we're getting (laughs) hockey though now. Yeah, we are. Did you you buy, uh, did you put deposit down for seats? I I did not. You slacker. I know, I know. Uh, you know, so maybe maybe it's living in Vegas for 13 years. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm one of those guys that I'll believe it when I see it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we've been promised professional sports for a long time, and it's yet to come to fruition. Yeah. Uh, but if we get it, um, I'll absolutely support them. And uh, you know, we need something else in town. We need some pro sports. Oh, I'm really excited. Yeah, we um, we ordered a pair of tickets uh, in a group of six of us. So we all put in our money at the same time. Apparently that was the only way you could do it is one guy has to put it all on his credit card. You can't just say, I want to sit next to these people. Who is the sucker? I don't want to talk about it. Anyway. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's funny. We were uh, we actually just ran into each other in person for the first time in probably six oh, or seven months. I mean, it's been a long time. And, of course, we had to travel 1,500 miles down to South by Southwest to make that happen, which was – Awesome. Yeah, you got to knock that off, John. This is ridiculous. You know, I, you know, you get busy and all the stuff you're doing at Nine Seeds, and you know, I don't see you out at, uh, you know, I don't, I don't see you as much because you know the Vegas Jelly is no longer a thing. Everything's kind of spun off and does yeah. its own thing. Yeah. And so I've always wondered. I'm like, man, where the hell is John Hawkins? Because I haven't seen this guy in forever. And uh, we make the trek down to Austin for South by Southwest, and and you know, I know you didn't make it a couple years back when we did a big thing there, and. Right. And uh, and then I see this tweet from you about going to South by Southwest, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I see I see how it works. I, I got to fly 1,500 miles, pay thousands of dollars for a hotel room just to see my boy John Hawkins. It's the, totally the, worth it, though. Dude, the things you make me do to hang out with you is brutal. <laughs> it's absolutely brutal. You know, the funny thing is, is we didn't just hang out once either. We probably hung out like eight times. In, uh, oh, dude, in we had photos. to make up for lost time, man. Yeah, pretty much. So. Had to make up for lost time. Plus, you were doing the, 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 the GoDaddy stuff. You were working with GoDaddy to kind of promote what they were doing. And, yeah. Uh, 
man, they were awesome. I mean, they, they had like all these activations and free food and free beer and everybody that they had brought out was amazing. Good people. Yeah. It was uh, a really, really good time. And, um, you know, I didn't have to do a heck of a lot of quote unquote work. Right. Um, but we, the, the stuff that we did do actually made a really big impact. They, they, they put out a, uh, you know, this is something they had kind of done as a, almost like a last minute thing. And, mm. um, it, it really went over amazingly well, and I was I was really thrilled for uh, for them. Right. And the great part was, I, I ended up I, I got to introduce you to uh, to Mendel over yep. at GoDaddy, and yep. um, I'm really hoping that I don't know what's kind of gone on to this point, but uh, I mean Mendel's a great dude. You're obviously a great dude. Thank you, sir. So Thank you. Uh, I mean, I, I just expect you guys to go off and just make amazing stuff. But well, I figure you know. I- so I was trying to keep track of how many introductions you have made for me uh, for Launch Key, and I, I think we agreed to a six-pack per intro. Nice. Uh, so at, at this point, I've just ponied up, right, and I'm just going to get a keg and I'm just going to drop it off at your house because yeah. uh, I'm going to be are... <laughs> I'm going to be kind of hammered by the time you uh, you pay up. Yeah, well, see, that's what I'll, when you get hammered, I'll ask you for even more intros. And you won't there you up. go. There you go. So South by. Um, I, I learned a whole bunch about you around South by too. Like um, you're on the advisory board for South by Southwest. How did, how'd that come about? Well, you know, so, you know, the Vegas tech scene is really, really, you know, still in its infancy stages in a lot of ways. And about three, four, or about three years ago, a little over three years ago, I had, you know, I've been going to South by, I think it's like my sixth or seventh time. And, uh, but the Vegas tech scene at the time was still kind of like this emerging community and, we didn't really, you know, small things were moving, but nothing had been really established yet. Yeah. And everybody knew that, you know, there was this Vegas tech fund and all these things that were happening. And I've been going to South by for a while. And so I went to South by and I was kind of motivated and inspired with everything that was happening back in Vegas. Uh, so I came back to Vegas and I put together this like large scale activation where we, you know, basically we took the Vegas tech brand, if you will, and we marketed Vegas tech as a community, like you would a company or, you know, a product, mm-hmm. and we, we, you know, we did a trade show booth and we did a party and a cocktail hour with speakers. And we did this series of events at South by Southwest, but to promote what was happening in the Vegas tech ecosystem, kind of as a way of saying like our community can rally, we can work just like, you know, we can work together to build something. And we had a lot of people pitch in and, but, but during that process, you know, it ended up being like a, almost I mean, with donations and stuff. It was like a three, four hundred thousand dollar marketing activation over the course of a week, and a lot of sponsors like Switch and a lot of good people that participated. But mm-hmm. during that process, it's funny. I uh, I was I was watching Twitter and I saw this guy by the name of Hugh Forrest, and he was the director of interactive for South by Southwest. I saw he was in Vegas, and this is before anything had taken hold. And so I kind of reached out to him on Twitter, just joking around, like, "Hey, I see you're in Vegas. I hope our town didn't take all your money." And he responded on Twitter and he was like, Hey, that's, you know, he's like, no, I actually survived. And then he said, Hey, I'd like to have a phone call. I I see what you're up to because in my, in my Twitter bio at the time, it said, uh, at, uh, at SX Vegas. Cause that's what we were calling it at the time was SX Vegas, like the Vegas movement. Right. Uh, and he, and he said, I'd love to have a conference call with you to figure out what you're up to. Uh, and I thought, oh man, like he's either going to be super pissed that I violated their trademark right, right, or he's going to love the idea of this community initiative. 
Uh, so we had this phone call, and it, and it ended up that uh, he, he wasn't super pissed that I violated his trademark, though I had. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he was super impressed with what we were doing. And at the time, he, he let me into their little secret at the time that they were planning the first out-of-Austin experience called South by Southwest V2V. It didn't have a name then, but it was the first conference outside of Austin that they were going to do in the offseason, and that Vegas was a contender for cities. It was like between San Diego uh, Vegas and like I think I want to say like Seattle or Portland. I don't I don't remember what the cities were, and that's when he let me in on the secret. So I agreed that if they helped us pull off some really really tough logistics and helped us with marketing and stuff of our events, I agreed to help them kind of move into the city of Vegas and do what they wanted to do and act as like this community guy to help them essentially get acclimated to the climate here and how we do business and how you know Vegas tech community because you know they really didn't know what was going on in the ecosystem. Sure. So uh, they agreed to that, and they actually brought me on as, uh, I guess, the official title or something was like community liaison or something for South by Southwest. And so that's originally, I mean, how it all started, man, over Twitter. That's I mean, awesome. That's, yeah, that, that's how the whole thing got started. And then, of course, Vegas ended up winning that bid. Uh, I, I like to think I had something to do with that, and Vegas ended up uh, you know, winning that bid to, to become the host city for V2V inaugural conference. And now we're going into our third year this July. Um, so, you know, and, and it continues to grow and have great speakers. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it just has kind of parlayed itself into opportunities with South by, and I help, you know, some of that role breaks into like, you know, helping them plug content ideas with speakers and mm-hmm. just logistics here locally. And then a lot of it is interfacing them with the Vegas tech community. So what's your role, uh, this time around with V2V? Still community liaison. Um, so what I'm going to be doing is essentially just coordinating some things on their end for them, uh, helping them, uh, you know, basically just with logistics and making sure that the people in the Vegas tech community are active and participating at V2V, um, you know, helping sign up with mentors and people that I think should be a part of the community, making those suggestions to the Austin office um, and just kind of keeping them in tune with the community here. So V to V, like how would you say that that kind of differs from – like South by yeah. even the interactive, even if we just are only talking about the interactive portion of South by, how is the V to V different? Well, it's much smaller, obviously. Um, yeah. <laughs> much, much, much smaller. I think South by had something like, it's like 130,000 attendees. It's, it's crazy intense. Um, so V to V from, from what I, I mean, I haven't been going to South by as long as a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, but I've been going a pretty long time. But what everybody tells me is that V to V is like South by how South by used to be. Um, smaller, more intimate, more impactful. Uh, I, I take issue with some of that. I, I mean, was yes. just going to say, you yeah, and yeah. I, you and I had a great conversation about uh, about kind of the naysayers. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, let's let's get into that in a second. Let's okay. just go ahead. So yeah, so, so V two V is much more intimate. It is smaller and more intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot easier to meet essentially every attendee that's there. Um, but it's also more, uh, in my opinion, it's more of a. Um, you know, it's for entrepreneurs of all verticals, right? You you look at interactive and it's a lot of like tech startups, social media. Um, that's kind of the the focus uh, that comes out of interactive V2V is almost like a convergence track of entrepreneurs and, and out of the box thinkers in general, whether you're in the music vertical or whether you're a tech startup or whether you're just a small business entrepreneur or, um, so it's kind of like this opportunity to bring all those people from all these verticals into an entrepreneurial format where you can get some good mentorship and you can get some good content on, you know, maybe if you're at a certain point in your business, you're, you're going to meet some people there that can help you with that aspect. So it is definitely much smaller. There's definitely a great, a great vibe. I, I encourage everybody to check it out. The website is SX, SWV2V. 
Um, check it out. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good conference. We get a lot of great feedback and it's continuing to grow. Yeah. I'll definitely put the link in link for that in the show notes. And cool. so we talked about, the. Uh, the naysayers. <laughs> the naysayers. Yeah, 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 right. I mean, we were because you and I were uh, sitting in a in a hotel room on on Fifth Street, which I would say is we. Were, I mean, we were one block from like the epicenter of everything yeah. going on, and yeah. we were just chatting about our day. And um, you know, I, I asked you how your day was. And you're like, oh, I met with this guy and that guy and this guy. We did this business. We did that business. We did this. Da 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 da. And I had just come back from like three different things that we were doing, and right, like there were so many great people to meet and it was that interesting spot for me where even though I was there kind of doing one thing, um, I ended up having amazing conversations and meetings with people who, um, I don't want to say there's no way I would have ever had that opportunity, but it was just so easy to um, meet up for somebody for a quick drink and a and a 20 minute chat about one thing, and then turn around and go a block down the street and then meet up with somebody else. And so, you know, we talked about these naysayers who were like, "Oh, you know, South by it's it's over. South by's dead," uh, <laughs> which of course you know is uh, is everybody's. Yeah. Anytime something gets past a certain age and yeah. grows to a certain size you start to get these naysayers but i mean i think yeah. you and i had had a way different view of it i mean and yeah. you you had a, you had some pretty good thoughts around that yeah yeah you know so for me south by is the most amazing and so i go to you know as well as i do for launch key as the director of business development i mean i'm constantly on the road doing uh conferences and tech shows that's all that's a primary role and so I've been to almost every tech conference you can, you know, name off the top of your head. And to me, seven years later of South by or whatever, it's still by far the most productive conference I've ever been to is by far the most fun that I have at any conference that I go to. Um, and beyond all that, I think South by almost like it's this one opportunity to get in front of people that you want to get in front of, um, but with a drink in their hand, right? It's like a much more casual yeah. opportunity to meet with. I mean, I'm, I'm meeting with execs from like some of the biggest Fortune 500 companies in the world at South by Southwest, and they have a drink in their hand and like some jeans and a T-shirt. Like it's just this more comfortable environment to hang out with these people and to get to know them on a, in a non you know stuffy way. Yeah. And uh, so. To me, South by is still the most productive conference. I, I, I had this conversation actually this year at South by with Justin uh, Justin Thorpe. Uh, so he's he's over at Addis, and we we make an annual ritual of meeting up for coffee uh, every South by, and we get a kick out of all the people saying that it's you know it's it's you know it's jumped the shark or it's you know it's it, it, but the, the reality is the conference continues to grow by ten to fifteen percent in attendees annually year yeah, over year. Yeah. Um, it has a $1.2 billion economic impact or something like that to the city of Austin. Oh, yeah. uh, are, are the brands different that are, that are at South by today than they were five to 10 years ago? Of course. Now, of course it's Doritos and it's Pepsi and it's, it is these big brands. But on the flip side of that argument is if you're, if you're a company that's trying to get traction or get recognition at South by, um, who's going to bring those people, right? Yeah. Pepsi brings those people, Doritos bring those people because they're paying a lot of money to participate at South by and to do these cool activations and bands and free food and free drink and GoDaddy's doing, GoDaddy did a bunch, they did like six, Mendel put together like four or five free events over the course of the week and that was all taken care of by GoDaddy and it created some great serendipitous interactions for me with other people that I'd never met before mm -hmm. and so some of those interactions aren't possible 
um, if, if, if you don't have the resources to do that. Is it much bigger than it was a decade ago? Yes, but isn't that the point? Aren't we supposed to be more inclusive and to bring more people into the fold and to you know, have more diversity and more people participating? Like That's, that's the whole point. Um, so to the naysayers, you know, listen, I get it that it's, um, I maybe it, maybe it's not one of your golden years of the time you came to South by and you <laughs> some memorable experience, but that's the whole point is, you know, and, and the irony is the people that, that will remain nameless, uh, the people that I know that say South by is, you know, I'm over it or whatever the case may be. I end up seeing them a year later at yeah. South by they come back because well, it's a great experience. Well, you know, I think, uh, I think you kind of nailed it on the head when you said like, uh, you know, it's, it's the people who are there for the parties only yeah. are the ones who are like, Oh, you know, it was so much wilder and crazier before. And it was, it's, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, but you know what? Like, uh, I, the Driscoll, is that the name of that? Uh, yes. Hotel? Yeah, the so, Driscoll Hotel, yeah. Uh, you know, somebody had, somebody had uh, tweeted something about how they knew that uh, South By had jumped the shark because they were able to get a table at the yeah. Driscoll. And I'm like, what? What? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah. I, I mean, just... it's just one of those things. Like, I saw a great tweet after South By, and I don't remember who it was. I'd give him credit if I did. It was a great tweet. It said something to the effect of, if you still think South by has jumped the shark or you can't be productive at South by, then you need to find a new job. Right. And that's the truth because yeah. there's somebody there for everybody. There's business to be made there. It may not be in the traditional business sense that you think or what you think, how you need to go about getting business. But yeah. if you can't have a good time and meet people at South by and build business off of it, then, you know, maybe, maybe you need to look at uh, other opportunities because it's, it's easy. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I think it, uh, it kind of goes, I should probably bring this up, which is I didn't even actually quote unquote attend South by. Yeah, I didn't, sure, didn't have a badge. I didn't have a badge. I just yeah. went and there was still so much serendipitous collisions going on right there on Sixth Street. I didn't even have to go right. into the comp. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I, I, yeah, you know, my first year at South by, I didn't have a badge. Uh-huh. I, I just kind of went to the parties and, and that year I, I met a lot of people and I didn't get to go to the content, but I met some cool people. And at the time I was a big, you know, I had just got done reading Tim Ferriss's book and a four hour work week. Uh-huh. I, I snuck into this party and met him and it was just like this ah, super nice. cool experience. And, um, and then the next year I was so intrigued by the beer prior that I, I got a badge the next year. Yeah. Um, you know, and so now I continue to get badges and, you know, go for as much content as I can. Uh, if you're considering checking out South by my, my advice is just go and be, don't plan on being anywhere. There just show up and let it happen. There you go. Yeah. So let's talk about, uh, downtown project and not downtown yeah. project so much, but downtown Las Vegas startup scene. Yeah. Um, it, it's been, it's been an interesting road for, the you can downtown. say it's been tough. Yeah. Yeah, good, bad. I mean, there's there's a there's a bit of of everything in there. You know, we had yeah. some, we had some really early success with um, like Remotive. They they just kind of stick out as you know they kind of they kind of came in, built something really freaking cool, mm-hmm. and then as soon as it kind of got to a certain size, they bolted for the Bay Area. Yeah, which was a very interesting thing, yeah. and then. It kind of felt like to me, and this is, you know, I don't really live the whole startup scene. Like right. I, I have the funny thing is like, I quote, I, you know, I feel like I have a startup, but I, I have, right. you know, nine seeds. We've been around, you know, five and a half years now. And, um, you know, I, there was never the idea that I would be looking for, you know, 
uh, venture capital or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, wasn't ever looking to take on money or anything like that. So right. I was always kind of like at arm's distance with a lot of that stuff. But I saw, you know, Romotive have some success. Then it seemed like there was um, kind of a big long lull period. Mm, yeah. And then then we've had some pretty cool successes lately yeah. with guys like Rumger getting bought yep. by eBay, yep. um, Wedgies getting yep. funded. Yep. Um, and, you know, the interesting thing is all of those things you kind of had a hand in a whole bunch of those startups like you bounced around through through a lot of those different startups and i mean was that was that on purpose or yeah you know it's interesting so i I didn't have a lot of involvement with rums or other than getting them involved at south by southwest and our big activation that we did for the vegas tech community they Mm -hmm. were well on their way by the time i even met them uh, I did just get done uh, spending a year uh, helping the Wedgies crew out who you know closed their their last round. I think the total round number I just saw the other day was like $1.2 million in venture seed funding. Um, so, I mean, big up to those guys doing big things on social polling. Porter yeah. and Jimmy are you know, two of the best guys I know in the community, uh, super great guys, fun to work with. Um, I don't know if it was like calcul. It wasn't it certainly wasn't calculated, but I don't know if it was like my intent was never to like spend a little time hopping around. It mm-hmm. just that's kind of the nature of the beast for me. Like my background is not technical. My background is in business development, marketing, go to market strategies. Um, and so for a lot of these people, like the whole Vegas tech activation, we took nine startups, right? right. And we, we put them all on the biggest stage and they all did really well. And you look at like Roltex doing big things now, ever since yeah. then launch key ourselves, you know, we just closed a $3 million venture seed round in December. We've got a team of 15, which is kind of unheard of in the Vegas tech community. Yeah. Uh, which goes back to your point about remotive, like, you know, I think remotive, uh, you know, from what I understand, you know, or at least from what I heard, they left because they just didn't have access to talent, which right. uh, engineers, which which is going to be the crux of Vegas, right? Like we're going to have to figure that we're going to have to cross that bridge out. And I know UNLV is doing some things to try and cross that bridge. But the reality is, if you look at the Bay comparatively to Vegas, we don't have a Stanford nearby, right? So we don't produce engineers at scale and um you know and, and we don't have the, the the capital the venture capital that the valley has obviously or the state of california for that matter any city um you know it's pretty much the vegas tech funds original 50 million dollars and that's pretty much the only venture capital you're going to get out of here there's some angels and things like that um but yeah so none of none of that was planned in terms of like jumping around and you know i ended up with launch key you know i had done all i could at the time for wedgies and i you know decided to take a break and uh, that break didn't last as long as i originally intended <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you know Jeff, the CEO of LaunchKey, had come to me, and the prop, you know, the, the value prop for them, like man, just they made a really compelling argument with the the tech that they've built, and they, they're kind of like one of those uh, LaunchKey is one of those under the radar radar uh, tech companies that uh, maybe a lot of people out of Vegas haven't heard, and that's why they brought me on is to change that. Yeah. Uh, they've been in R and D for a couple of years because you know they're a cybersecurity company, right? So LaunchKey doesn't have the luxury of iterated in public like a social media space company. They they have to be their, their technology. Uh, and I mean this in the utmost respect. They they have to have their technology has to be a little bit more mature uh, mm-hmm. when they go to market than a social media company or et cetera. Because right, a cybersecurity company, if you have one breach, it's pretty much a wrap. Right, you're yep. done. Yep. Yep. Um, especially so early on. Especially. especially early on. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's interesting too that this is the first company that I've come worked for LaunchKey that just doesn't have any technical debt. Um, they have a, they, they we do have some deficiencies, and that's just that uh, nobody has heard of them yet. Um, mm-hmm. And that's only because they've been in heads down mode for two and a half years. So my job is to change that. 
um, and, and to put that on the face. So none of this has been calculated. It's just that's the way it happens, man. My background is, you know, I've always been a consultant and I've built my own businesses and sold them, and I've, I've never really worked for anyone else. And so these opportunities that come along, they're just good people doing big things, you know, wedgies and, and, and launch key. And so here I am. Uh, that's awesome. I, you know, I, uh, I've been a big fan of, um, the guys at launch key, uh, you know, yeah. I used to work with, I'm friends with and used to work with Devin, uh, Devin that's right. Yeah. But prior to uh, starting up nine seats, he and I actually worked at the same company together. Right. And, uh, I was at the, the startup weekend where they kind of put their initial team together. And over the course of the weekend, they built, um, you know, a, a real obviously stripped down prototype of it. And, yep. um, and then they ended up winning startup weekend. And, right. um, I, I thought that was kind of uh, so. Startup Weekend. We've had a few different uh, companies come out of there that have been funded. I'm Rumger yep. kind of came yep. out of a Startup Weekend. Um, are there any other ones that you can think of? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I was actually having this conversation the other day uh, with somebody at Up Global about like. Yeah, I don't know that there's there's definitely been some success stories out of Startup Weekend uh, mm-hmm. with Vegas specifically. It's hard to pinpoint. Um, only because things have gotten so crazy. A lot of companies have, you know, tried things and they didn't work. And then that talent goes somewhere else and yeah. gets started in something else. So it's kind of hard to keep track. I know they just actually had a startup weekend. I don't want to date your podcast cause I don't know when you're, you're releasing it, but, um, <laughs> but over, the week, over the, over the, the 11th and 12th, I know they just had a startup weekend at UNLV and, uh, I haven't got the feedback from that yet, but I imagine it was, you know, pretty good. Yeah. Um, but like, I think launch is a great story, you know, like, People, you know, startup, especially, you know, this is what Up Global said. You know, I'm talking with a lot of the team up there and uh, about some help as we go to market. And Up Global, you know, I mean, uh, LaunchKey's been around since July of 2012 after winning Startup Weekend. They've raised close to $4 million. They're a cybersecurity company. These are things that just you don't hear a lot about from a Startup Weekend winner. Right, exactly. Um, you know, there's definitely some companies that have gone on from startup weekend, but I, I don't know necessarily where they are. So without sounding too egotistical, I, I think launch is one of the best stories that come out of startup weekend, which is, um, up global in general, the whole startup weekend across the country. So I, I'd like to see how that plays out over the next 18 months as we go to market. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, we talk about launch key and the, the cool service and, and being yep. able to, uh, like one of the things that, for, for those listening who don't necessarily know what LaunchKey is, one of the cool things that it lets you do is it basically lets you remove your password off of right. your website. So let's right. say I've got a WordPress installation and okay. I want to I just kind of remove the password field entirely. Yeah. And so I can have a, a, you know, a, a phone app that uh, when I go to log in, it brings my phone. I put either my thumbprint or whatever right. I want and then it logs me in. Right. And, it's such cool technology and you know it's it's funny because even like I said two years ago when they first came out with it and you know we started looking at the idea of putting it into WordPress right. um, and it worked and it was cool then and you know like seeing what you guys are doing these days um, is it's awesome I, I'm, I'm a big fan it's, yeah thanks man you know essentially at a 10,000 foot view right LaunchKey is a cybersecurity company that's a 10,000 foot view but really what they do is they focus on authentication and the, the, the difference between them and these one-time passwords or these legacy two-step authentications where you use Google Authenticator um, is LaunchKey is a completely decentralized architecture what that means is when you do like a, a one-time password from Google or you get an SMS code, you still have to take that code and you have to enter that right back into a website, right, that you're trying to access. Mm-hmm. LaunchKey's argument is 
people already have powerful smartphones in their pocket. And let's go ahead and turn those powerful smartphones into multi-factor authentication devices. So rather than, and the architecture lends itself to a lot of use cases, the most obvious and common being I go to a use, I go to my bank site and I, and I go to the bank and I just enter my username and I hit enter. And instead of entering a password, all I do is my username and I get a push notification from the bank's app that says scan your fingerprint if you're really trying to log into the site. And then it allows me to log into the website, right? I mean, you can immunize an organization from a password breach by simply deploying LaunchKey. And I know you have a big WordPress, uh, you know, you're obviously big, you know, with, with you guys do it, Nine Seeds, and you're really, I know you're really popular in the, in the WordPress community. That was evident at the South By. Um, <laughs> so, so LaunchKey obviously has a WordPress plugin that you can use. It's currently over OAuth. Um, but that's going to, you know, there's rumors around the office that that's going to change. We're going to try and build a more native experience outside of that. Uh, but currently you can get the, the launch key word, you know, launch key plugin today and use the launch key mobile app to authenticate in your WordPress stack without a, a, a password. You know, I should probably uh, invite you out to the WordPress meetup, uh, here in Vegas. One time you guys can, uh, do a demo of what you guys do. That would yeah. Be, we'd love to do that. We'd really love to cool. do that. Love to Good do deal. that. So, um, what uh, what do you got coming up? What travel? Yeah, so I just got back. Uh, I just got back last night from uh, PyCon out in Montreal. So LaunchKey is a Python shop. Um, so I think our I think our back end is uh, our back end is Python. Our front end dashboard is uh, is in Python. So we, you know we have uh, obviously Yo, who's a big Pythonista. Uh, so we went out to Montreal and did an a, a, a exhibit booth, and we did the job fair, which is where we picked up one of our other Python developers. And then I got back at about ten. 30 last night and uh, this morning I was back at it setting up for the ISC West which is a big security show here in Las Vegas so we have a big exhibit there and a cocktail party going on this week in town uh, I mean the month of April and May is pretty much uh, the go-to-market strategy for LaunchKey where we start to bring out LaunchKey in this big way we've got a lot of content marketing plan and we're lining up some media and we've actually got some big announcements that we'll be making at the end of the month with respect to the LaunchKey architecture and some potential companies that will be helping us uh, get to the next level. That's awesome, man. I'm uh, I'm in your corner. I'm rooting for you I know. guys. I appreciate it, man. I mean, you got, you got, you do a lot of work for me. You uh, I, sometimes I feel bad. I'm like, man, I got to text John for this introduction, and uh, you you never say no, man. You should never say no. My favorite thing in the world is introducing good people to good people. <laughs> That's all I do. That's what I like doing. Well, I know I appreciate it, and I'm, I'm I always pump you up at the launch key office. I'm like, man, he introduced me to these guys and these guys and. Uh, you know, I just I just try and do you justice. Cool. You know, I uh, I, t- I don't take uh, introductions lightly when people make them. It's a big part of the relationship game is honoring those introductions and making sure we follow through. So entirely my pleasure. Yeah. So what's going on, Nine Seeds, man? What's uh what's what's going on, Nine Seeds, man? We are well. You know, it's uh it's funny. We're coming out of uh, what I call the uh, you know the the slow season, which is. December, January, and kind of leading into February, just nobody's really kind of, you know, in December, everybody's budgets are all spent. And then in January, everybody's kind of ramping up for the new year. And so you kind of get these really dead times where there's not really a lot going on. And, um, and then it's like somebody opens the doors and it's like, you know, just everybody all at once wants to just throw all their money at you and but the only problem is they all want everything immediately so we're um we're really kind of trying to ramp up and get um you know february march april has just been uh crazy just crazy numbers Uh, yeah it's been fun we but i mean you you go around like i mean you you go to like a lot of word 
uh, word camps, right? I mean, I always see you at different word camps. Yeah, I, you know, we've never done any advertising ourselves. We've never, you know, spent a single dime on advertising. We've, we do it all through community. So we, we go to word camps, we speak at them, we sponsor them, um, we, uh, we present at them, we attend them. Just being sure. there and attending is, is such a huge thing. Um, but, you know, for us, like speaking and, and getting up on stage and teaching folks something is such a there's something about teaching somebody something where they they always um well they just never forget that and i'll i'll tell you one of the coolest things um, that i remember from like early on that probably the first six or eight months i guess uh after we had kind of started was i was at a um I was at, well, two different things happened. One, I was at a WordCamp event. Some lady pulled out her laptop sitting kind of five feet from me, and she had one of our stickers on her laptop. And I had no idea who she was. And I'm like, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. That, that was kind of a, a cool thing. And then the other thing that happened almost almost right after that, getting back home, was um, somebody had called. And I always ask people how they found how they found us. Like I just, I'm always interested in in how, and, uh, she told me the person's name who sent her my way. And I was like, I have no idea who that is. Uh, you know, it was me, I, John. It was me. Thanks, Gabe. It was me. I was trying to pay back all those intros you made. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I don't think it was you. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't me. It wasn't but, me. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's just kind of that weird thing where you kind of go yeah. from from being that uh, you know we know absolutely everybody who knows about us, and to kind of breaking out of that. And so much of that just came from being in the community and and talking at events and you yeah. know. Uh, speaking at uh, like at the jellies and things like that right. speaking at any local event that you can and this is what i always tell people you know who are looking to kind of break into any sort of freelance work you know like be it wordpress or or drupal or joomla or what i don't care what it is that you're into if yeah. it's the thing that you're into the easiest thing you can do to start gaining traction is getting out there finding the folks on meetup.com going to the events being there being part of it um, you know, and sometimes people will tell me, oh, you know, I'm no expert. I can't get up on stage and, and, and talk. And I always tell people, I don't care where you're at in your journey, yeah. learning this stuff. You are ahead of somebody else. Right. And that one piece of knowledge that you may have just spent four hours trying to find, there's somebody sitting four seats over who's currently trying to find that same answer. Yeah. What is, what is that? Uh, what is that saying? That I always hear people say, which I love is, uh, if I'm the smartest guy in the room, I'm in the wrong room. That's right. Right. Sure. And that's, uh, that's why I do a lot of these community events. Cause I learn a lot, you know, even, you know, working at launch with these guys, like I'm learning a ton from these guys. These are super talented people. And I may not be a, I may not be a developer, but man, I sure learn a lot just being around developers. Yeah. Totally. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know I totally, I totally get it. And I, I'm right there with you. I go to, I go to a lot of conferences and almost all of them are centered around WordPress yeah. and I don't care how much I know about WordPress. I can go and I can learn something literally in every single session that I go to. Right. Something, somebody has a different perspective or a different take on right. every single thing out there. And if you're not out there listening to those, you're doing yourself a great disservice. And it's right. such a great way of kind of getting yourself um, known in the community. Sure. And, you know, and not only that, I mean, shoot, I've, I've made some of the best friends that I've ever had just by being in this community. Right. And, you know, so. Right. I mean, some of your friends you make, you know, 
fly 1500 miles to hang out and have a beer with you, but you know, I won't hold that against you for much longer. Good deal. <laughs> Gabe, awesome having you. Really yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, that was it. Man, that went quick. I know, it does. So this is the problem. If we don't cut them off, like we could be here talking until 4 a.m. I mean, we could do that, yeah. Yeah, probably. But, probably but a bad idea. Probably a bad idea. Actually, you know, I, uh, a buddy of mine was telling me that uh, him and his buddies used to have a podcast where it was – they would get like six guys and they yeah. would all be hanging out at their house and they would just be drinking beer and talking about video games and whatever, movies and whatnot for like four to six hours. And they would record it and they had like these huge subscriber base for their well, podcast. I mean, that's a, the, the, so one of my favorite podcasts, you know, I, we were talking before the show, uh, Mike Cow and I have a podcast called Don't Sweat the Tech. And it's like a it's like a late night meets tech startups podcast. And it's, you know, we do like little bits and like, you know, like late night Jimmy Fallon style bits or whatever we get vcs on and play trivia with them and do these fun things but one of my favorite podcasts is called giant bomb uh, those guys did exactly that i mean they they just sat around and played video games and talked shit over playing video games and now it's like got bought by cbs interactive for some crazy amount of money that's awesome that's and awesome. podcasts are coming back man we're learning we're figuring out how to make money off of them man i tell you i am so addicted to, there's a couple of podcasts right now that i'm addicted to one is um i just got caught up it's called reply all it's okay. fantastic you got to check it out yep. and uh the other one is startup have you, have no, you like startup is amazing yeah so yeah, startup is great so reply all is actually from the same production company gimlet oh, okay. media so yeah, yeah, yeah. uh good stuff so That's gabe when uh when you're not on my podcast where can people find you online Man, the best way is on Twitter, to be honest, uh, at Gabe Shep. That's G-A-B-E-S-H-E-P. Send me a request on Twitter. If I can help anybody in any way or you want to get started with LaunchKey, let me know. I'll, I'll be sure to take care of all your WordPress homies. Good deal. And, uh, yeah, get at me. I appreciate it. My name's Sean Hawkins. You can find me at VegasGeek and VegasGeek.com. You want to reach out to the show, you can hit us up at HawkTalkPodcast.com. And that's all I got. We'll see you soon.